Hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Kat Burdett, wellbeing coach, eternal nomad, and self love enthusiast. Come join me on a journey as I deep dive into what it really takes to achieve that happy, content state of being. The goal of this show is to bring you those feel good vibes, expand your learning, and encourage your own personal growth so that you can discover what well being means for you. I'll be exploring every and any genre, including health, mindset, spirituality, and much more. So get ready for a juicy, mind-opening, raw, and real experience where no topic is off limits. I hope this helps you to feel good. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. Wow, I've got the most incredible guest for you today. We've just come off an interview together. His name is Kian Laggy. He is an ex-NFL player and an incredible life coach and also a part-time underwear model. That's right, you heard me correctly. He's a really amazing guy. They call him the genie because he can grant anybody's wishes is what they say. And actually he was a former uh, coach of mine and really helped me to move forward in my life. And yeah, he's just incredible. And in this episode today, we're talking about all kinds of well-being topics, including how you can use your intuition to guide you through life. And that's exactly the way that Kian lives his life. And so he really goes into that. We cover shadow work and talk about how it's not all meant to be rainbows and butterflies all the time. You know, we need that darker part of ourselves. And we also go into why it's so important to face that side of us. It's an incredible in-depth interview. I had no doubt in my mind that Kian would blow my mind and I'm sure he's gonna blow yours too. So without further ado, here is the amazing Kian. Kian, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am so excited to have you here. It's such an honor. How are you? I am doing incredible. I'm excited to be here and to share some, a couple knowledge bombs with the people that are watching. So it's going to be yeah, good. Amazing. Well, yeah, they don't call you the genie for nothing. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I'd love you to start by just sharing a bit about who you are and uh, what you do. I am a multidimensional human being that follows his inspiration from place to place and thing to thing. And I've done many different things throughout the course of the last five years since my football career, my professional football career ended. Uh, I've bounced from city to city and country to country, coaching and working with many different types of people along the way which brings me all the way to this point, back to the U.S. after a couple of years of being abroad and still doing coaching. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, you're a bit of a nomad like myself, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So now you're in Los Angeles. What drew you to moving to L.A.? So I was ready to come back to the U.S. for a little bit. I wanted to start speaking some English and I wanted next to Amazon delivery. So I was ready for, for those two things. Yeah, uh, I get that. But Los, An- Los, Los Angeles in particular, though, uh, I had a few clients out here. And for the demographic of people that I'm working with, would like to work with, they're all located in this area. So I'm like, well, why would I not go out there and experience it? And uh, 
see what it had to offer me. Amazing. So you've been doing some one-on-one coaching out there rather than on Zoom. Yeah, primarily still on Zoom, but uh, it's, it's interesting. As I moved here, uh, there's been a little different inspiration. So uh, I'm actually fading people out of my coaching program right now with uh, um, waiting for some clarity to emerge or more so understanding the clarity, but not really speaking about it at the moment uh, as far as direction. So I thought one thing coming here and it, and it ends up being a little different. So it's fun. Cool. Works like that. Amazing. Yeah. And I think you're someone who's, very much open to change and uh, exploring new possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a there's a calling somewhere, and uh, my brain likes to think that it knows exactly what I'll be getting by going to that place. At least to try to justify the move or justify the decision. Uh, but normally, when I end up going, it ends up being a slightly different experience. And hindsight always seems to be the the most wise. So once I get there and experience it. Uh, I then have more capability of understanding, oh, this is why I actually came. Whereas beforehand, it was just justification to get me to make the move in the first place. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, that's one thing I absolutely love about you. Um, you know, you, you live by this inspired action. And, you know, not a lot of people do that. And for me, when I do that, it's really enhanced my well-being. So I'd love you to just explain about what taking inspired action means to you and how it feels. Uh, Taking inspired action means tapping into a place of inspiration inside of me and then taking action towards it. It's pretty simple and cut and dry in that. The hardest part is getting tapped into it uh, and then overcoming the uncomfortable feelings that come with taking action towards it. And it feels incredibly uncomfortable. Oh my, even, even for me, uh, taking inspired action, I feel all of the discomfort, all the doubt, all the uncertainty, uh, all of the, the tricks my brain tries to play on me to not take it, to not move towards it. Uh, but the difference between me and uh, I would say a lot of people is simply my capacity to disregard and not identify with those thoughts and feelings and take the action regardless of how I may be feeling. Amazing. And you said, uh, you know, you need to be able to, to tap into that feeling as well. So how would, how would someone be able to do that? Well, for, for me, the easiest way to tap into that inspiration is by creating space for it. So I know it can be difficult if you're in a crunch where you're having to make money and you're having to make ends meet and you're constantly having to do many things. So it's difficult to be able to have that space for inspiration to show itself to you. Uh, but regardless, I'm a big proponent of clearing out the inefficient actions that we're taking in our life to then allow for space for the actions that are actually contributing to your bottom line or greatest ROI for your life uh, to lead you to understanding what that next inspiration is. So I say trimming the fat. So trimming the fat on your life and the things that actually aren't benefiting you. Uh, but it takes some reflection to be able to understand that. So for me, though, the best way to, to get in touch with my inspiration is by creating space for it. And a lot of times that comes with a lot of discomfort. Uh, so for me, for example, uh, fading people out of my coaching uh, and not having any income in my coaching for an extended period, which can feel a little scary, but I've done it enough to where I, I'm unfazed. And every time I end up making more money, 
after I come through those, those points. So my confidence in my ability to do that is, is, uh, I would say pretty good right now. Uh, but it's creating space for it, trimming the fat in your life and having space for it to reveal itself. Uh, because most of the time it's, it's different than what always thought to be the right move. Uh, and a lot of times, a lot of the times it's, it's something that's, uh, was once looked at as something is impossible or, uh, something that is not a good thing, but actually on the other side of that could be some truth behind it being a, a proper form of action. Yeah. So to me, what I'm hearing is you talking about basically using your intuition, but rather than intuition, you tend to call it inspired action. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And another part of it, though, too, is along with that is I do a lot of research. So when I'm in periods of downtime where I've created space for myself for it to emerge, that leads to smaller micro pieces of inspired action. So that might mean I do I start watching a bunch of YouTube videos about something that I'm really excited about, which then leads to more clarity into understanding my bigger inspired action. So mm. when I do create space for me by clearing out some of the things that were getting in the way of me having clarity, that leads to smaller micro-inspired action pieces. So that might be reading on a certain topic, I'd be watching YouTube videos, podcasts, whatever it might be, broadening my understanding for what's possible and my academia and whatever my inspiration is in that moment, leading to greater inspired action. So yeah. that's happened for me with moments of big investments that I've made where I've cleared out space and I've been inspired to really go in and learning about them and then made, take an action and then made some good money off of it. It's the same thing with my come away. And then there's been uh, a desire to learn more about modeling and I get more into modeling. And through that, I gain a greater perspective on what I want, who I want to work with, who I want to serve. So by creating space and then tapping into the micro inspired actions of what I'm excited to learn about creates the understanding for the big picture of the inspired action. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I think I do the same thing myself. Um, yeah. And uh, it just makes me laugh because, yeah, I wondered like how you moved on to part-time underwear modeling <laughs> from the coaching. So yeah, that explains it. Something inspired you and took you there. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And it's also a combination too of uh, environmental factors of what the, like, universe is giving me and bringing me you know I yeah. knew I was taking off November December last year completely from coaching and I wasn't sure entirely what I was going to do and while I was traveling through Europe in uh, August September and the beginning of October I received a, a message from an agency in Colombia asking me if I wanted to come model I didn't think anything of it but I was like <laughs> you know what I don't have anything picked out for what I want to do and I was already considering going to Colombia during that time and so that just made the decision easier. So along with that space that, that, you, that I created, giving me micro inspirations to learn more about things, it also creates space for things to reveal themselves to you as far as universal signs and, and those types of things. So it create that that's, it can feel scary, but it leaves for things to come in. Also your ability to tap into what you're inspired to learn more about, which creates that greater idea of that big picture inspired action yeah and I, I I agree I can relate to that as well and that's certainly how it happened for me with the coaching I just created that space mainly through meditation and uh, stillness practice and uh, yeah I had a lot of time to myself thanks to COVID and that's when I got these uh, 
these downloads, this inspiration, this creativity come to me. So yeah, I completely relate to that. Something I would like to ask you that I ask all my guests on the show is the question, and this is, I know, a very broad topic, but what does well-being mean to you? What does well-being mean to me? Well-being means what are the things that make my being well and doing those things that make my being well, which creates a sense of underlying okayness with me and where I am. Mm -hmm. And so what have those things, what have those things been for yourself? Yeah. So one of them is in particular, and it's also seasonal. So understanding where my inspiration is in this season of life and the things that I want to do in this season of life determine what goes into my well-being for that season. <laughs> so for this season, working out and lifting heavy weight a lot uh, is something that's, that's really there for me. And that tends to be a commonality for me when I'm in a transitional season. So doing that and focusing on putting on muscle and lifting weight is something that I like to do in, in my off seasons where that inspiration is for a big picture is, is emerging. Uh, another thing is I've removed myself from social media almost yeah, entirely. I that. Yeah. Yeah. I disabled my Instagram and I'm not active really on Facebook at all. Uh, so being in person and just integrating myself into the community here with where I am has been a, a major priority for me. Mm. So that is, that is going into my well-being, connecting with people in this space, along with uh, research into understanding the, the male-female dynamic and understanding how, how it works and functions at its highest level has been something that I've been very inspired to learn more about and understand. So I'm, I'm dating a lot. I'm researching a lot. Uh, I'm having really, really good conversations with friends and just understanding all of those things uh, that goes into the, the male-female dynamic uh, and what creates the most cohesiveness in an intimate relationship, but also uh, a business relationship and, and how to best optimize those with the opposite sex. So learning about that, going deeper into that, has also been part of me and my well-being. Also the quality of food that I'm eating that kind of is, that's one consistency for me that tends to, to follow almost every season. Uh, but the quantity of food that I'm eating is much higher. Uh, there's been a little inspiration to, to put on a little more muscle and a little more weight. So but eating more food. Uh, but really, my well-being is tapping into my inspiration for what I want in that season and doing those things. And by doing those things and giving myself what, what I need, allows me to experience a sense of well-being. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's really that's really important I think for a lot of people to hear because so many people don't do that or they're not they're not acting from a place of their higher self from their intuition. Yeah, can, can I say something here too? Like that's why I'm I'm just going to say it like I'm not, not entirely, and there are exceptions to this, but that's why like depression is, is for them, I would say the majority of people is a scam because what, what people are actually doing is they're just living disconnected from themselves and they're confused why they feel like shit. 
like, oh, I'm depressed. Well, yeah, of course you're depressed. Your depression is notifying you that you're living out of alignment with yourself, right? So you're not a victim to your depression. And I think that's, that's a huge indicator for us to understand, hey, there's something off here. So when I'm starting to feel a little off, I take an audit of my life and say, okay, what, what am I doing? That's not in alignment with myself. Yeah. And you, and it's actually, you're incredibly ignorant if you expect to feel differently than like shit, if you're not living a life in alignment with yourself, whether that's taking care of yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally, or your greater sense of what you think your purpose is, expect to feel like shit and you will, <laughs> right? So yeah. not like, is it, you should expect it. You should expect to feel that way. You should expect to feel depressed. And a lot of people will fall back on this idea of being depressed uh, as a way of not taking personal responsibility and accountability for their life. Uh, But I'm here to say that you should expect to feel that way if you're not living in alignment, if you're continually staying in a relationship that is not for you, if you're living in a location that's not right for you, you're staying in a job that's not right for you, if you're not taking care of yourself physically by eating foods that, that are conducive to you feeling good, expect to feel like shit. So it, 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 t- it takes courage to take personal accountability and responsibility for yourself and your life because it can be difficult and it is difficult, but that's why life is, is, is a game. That's like, it's not meant to be easy for everybody. It's not, totally. it's not meant to be that way, right? It's not meant to be super easy. And that's why it's like an element of survival of the fittest always ends up happening. And it's not that I'm heartless. It's just the reality of the world. Right. So if you're depressed, that does it doesn't really matter because you'll just mm-hmm. get left behind. Like the no, like you shouldn't the world isn't meant to be empathetic towards you and it owes you nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's really, really important to talk about and to and, and to say in this is that nobody's coming to save you. So learning personal accountability and responsibility to that deeper sense of intuition is everything. It's everything. Yeah. That's amazing. I love what you say there. And I completely agree with you. You know, you've got to take that responsibility for your own life. And there are many people that are just willing to like float along and let things happen around them without even thinking about themselves in any way, shape or form. And I see this a lot. Which is great, which is great. And that's fine. You, You can float and you can do that all you want, but expect to feel like shit and don't expect anybody to save you. That's it. You can do that, but don't expect yourself to feel good while you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you think that, um, yeah, this lack of taking responsibility is possibly the biggest obstacle people have to their well-being in general? Absolutely, Kat. I, I 100% believe that. And it's because they're taught that you should pursue happiness and you should feel good all the time. And Unfortunately, that's not going to lead to a whole lot of fulfillment. And Mm. I know that when I do hard things and I do things that are uncomfortable, like I said, when I do my inspired actions, a lot of the times they're uncomfortable. The micro ones feel pretty good. Uh, I sometimes have to get myself up to do them regardless of how I feel. But the big ones, they hurt. They hurt. And it's it's uncomfortable. Like, like it, it. like me, me dropping $15,000 on three months of rent before, like before moving to LA, like that, that didn't feel great. Right. <laughs> but I was like, you know what, here it is. Okay. This is what I need to do. This is what I'm meant to do. And I did it. And, and that's where fulfillment comes from is, is taking steps towards that greater sense of inspiration inside of you. 
And happiness is a fleeting thing that is great to feel and experience, but pursuing happiness in and of itself is not going to lead to fulfillment, which ultimately leads to the well-being that, that you're talking about. Mm. Right. So when I when I hear that, when I hear well-being, I think of more static. I think of more, this is my underlying sense of okayness that I'm operating in. I don't think of a spike in happiness or, or uh, a spike in pleasure. Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, remaining in that equilibrium, in that balance. Yeah, I think what you said was so inspiring. And I think that's going to help so many people. And I would just like to say as well, exactly what you're talking about there, doing things that are scary, taking that scary action. You know, me launching this podcast was probably the most terrifying thing I have ever done in my life. And, you know, suddenly like doing this interview with you, for example, this is huge. But I knew, I knew that was aligned to me. And I felt so good from doing it. I, I love that. And, and you're an inspiration to people watching this. And, and I also want to say this too, is just because you follow that vein of inspiration doesn't mean it's going to work out for you in the way that you think exactly. it will. And I've gone through many of those. I've gone through many, <laughs> yeah. many, many, many of those. I've, I've created, I've created courses. Uh, I've put in hours upon hours upon hours of creating products that, that didn't end up yielding me anything. And I, and I essentially lost money, but an incredible skill that I have that I've honed in is just this ability to continue to pivot. And when one door is not open, you just keep going and, and until one opens. And Take through that, I've learned incredible skills. I've become even more resilient. I've become even more anti-fragile in my operating system. And I've become more and more and more hard to beat and hard to kill through those experiences. And that's really what, what it's all about is becoming more anti-fragile. So you can make it through tough times uh, mm. that, and most people would elicit an emotional response, but through going through them, it makes you more anti-fragile. Yeah, absolutely. It's about creating that experience and that resilience. And that's certainly something I found. And it's a huge confidence builder as well. You know, people look at you and they see you as such a confident man, but that's because you've done all this stuff. You've tried all these things. You have experience around all these all these different things. And that's what's brought you that level of confidence. Would you agree? A hundred percent. I've taken, I've taken massive risk. I've taken massive risk in very uncomfortable situations. And through that builds and establishes my confidence, even when it doesn't work out the way that I want it to. That's yeah. the thing. Even when I don't, when it doesn't work out. So uh, that resilience is everything. And uh, becoming anti-fragile is, is kind of a, a life motto that, that I live by. Yeah, I like that anti-fragile. I've not heard that term before, but uh, yeah, makes total sense. Um, I wanted to go back to what you were saying before about the fact that everything's not meant to be rainbows and butterflies and sunshine all the time, because a big part of what you do um, that you actually really helped accelerate my learning and growing when we did coaching together was when we went into the shadow aspect of things. I know you're a big fan of shadow work. So I just really wanted you to maybe expand a little bit about why it's so important to face those darker parts of yourself. Yeah, that, that's a, an incredible question. So what many people don't realize is that there's unconscious operating systems that are running our lives. 
And when we don't understand those things, we identify with those unconscious beliefs that are running our lives. So what do I mean by identify with? We assume that the thoughts and feelings that we're having towards how we live our life are us. It is me making this decision or not making this decision. But in reality, the unconscious beliefs are the things that are actually making the decision. And so the shadow self is the unconscious part of ourself that's actually running the show. And as long as you don't understand what's running the show behind the scenes, you'll forever be ran by it. And so by going in and understanding the shadow or the unconscious parts of you that are really running the show, you can then rewrite the code for your programming that is running the show. So it's no longer something that's not serving you, but, co- but code that is actually supporting you and your ability to be able to move forward with your life and the decisions that you've made. Amazing. Yeah. So people need to not be afraid of those darker parts, but it can, it can be challenging for people to, to face them as you're fully aware. So what would you say to someone that's perhaps really wants to do this work, but is feeling afraid? Do it or be left behind. <laughs> like, right, really like, like, honestly, like you, you don't have to do this and then you'll forever be ran by your programming. Like, but don't, if you don't do it, don't expect to be able to get to where you want to be. Like, that's it. Like, if you don't feel like doing it or you're scared, it doesn't really matter. Either you do it and you move forward with your life or you don't. But if you don't, don't expect to feel any better. <laughs> like, that's just the honest truth. Yeah, no, I love that. And it is, that's it. It's the truth. It's the yeah. truth. And, you know, I've, I've come across uh, many people who they're unhappy and they don't want to be and they want to work out, you know, why they're feeling unhappy, but they're just, they're not willing to do the work. They're not willing to go there. Um, and so they stay where they are. That's it. And that's fine. And that's okay. If, and if you want to stay where you are, and actually there's, there's a lot of people that are really actually okay with it. And that's fine. That's fine. But for the people that aren't, which are people like me, I'm, I'm someone that always loves pushing ahead and moving forward and seeing what else is out there and playing the game at the highest level. That's why I decide to do it. Uh, but if you don't want to, and you don't have that, that adventurous side of you that wants to uncover and see what else is out there, that, that's fine. You know, but don't Absolutely. expect to feel differently. Yeah, it's, it's always your choice. And everything in life always comes down to a choice and it's always yours. So yeah. And a question that just popped into my mind is, how would your life be now if you hadn't have pushed forward and you hadn't have faced your shadow self? Oh, I have no clue. Cause for me, it was just, it's a, just a no brainer. Like when I, when I learned about something and I, and I learned just like that, this is the way through to get to what I want. I do it. The hardest part for me is just understanding the next step. So if I'm not sure about the next step to get me more of what I want, then I can be in a little bit of a confusing holding period. But for me, it's just understanding what that thing is and then doing it. And I've always kind of been that way. Like in my pursuit of getting to the NFL, it was always, okay, what do I have to do? Okay, just what do I have to do? What do I have to do? And figuring out what I need to do and then doing it. So I've always been... very good at taking action but it's just been harder and harder for me to understand what that thing is which leads to inaction 
Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, some people really do struggle with taking action. Like they might have a desire for a different life or, you know, to become a different person, but they just they just can't seem to take the action. And, you know, how how do they get over that hurdle? If it's something yeah, that so- they really want. For sure, uh, and and there is people there is people that do that are can be in a similar position to me when I'm in my holding periods where they're like, oh, I really do want more. I do, but I just don't know what to do. And yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, uh, a little bit because I know there is some of that, but you become better at taking action through finding the things that you're inspired to learn more about and taking action on those things. So there's a great quote by a guy named Naval Ravikant, which is learn about what you're excited about until you become excited about learning about things. <laughs> so really just like focus on what you're excited to learn about right now, whether that's learning about money, learning about wealth, learning about energy, learning about the stock market, learning about uh, interpersonal relationships with men and women, right? Whatever that is, and then going all in on it, that will take you to greater forms of inspiration to learn more about other things that are outside of that. So something that I do is when that, when I, when I really tap into what I'm excited to learn about, I go all in on it. I get like obsessed about learning about it. I watch a ton of YouTube videos. I find who the best people are in the field. I get the books. I listen to the podcasts and I learn about it. And then that takes me to the next stage of life. So whatever you're super interested in learning about right now, Go all in on go all in on learning about it, and then that will take you to the next phase. Yeah, uh, whatever that is. But if you don't have the courage to learn more about what you're inspired about, I stay where yeah. you are. Like that. that, that yeah. If you don't, if you don't do that, then then just stay where you are. You know? Yeah, I I love this because like I think what you just said there is basically what I've been doing for a long time. And then, yeah, I just find new things and I get so excited about them. And who knew that when I picked up that book on Dr. Joe Dispenser, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, that it would lead me on to doing this. Like I had no idea. And I just kept building on my knowledge. And then with that comes this level of confidence. And then you keep building on that and building on that. And then it just moves you forward to places that you never expected to be in. You know, Mm. coming from the girl who spoke to no one, and to be doing this is like absolutely insane. So <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's amazing, Kat. And, and I absolutely <laughs> love it. And you're, you're a testament to, to the people that you bring on here, right? And like you are a testament to the work that you do. And, and that's amazing. So for anybody watching this, they have no excuse, you know? <laughs> uh, but that's, uh, yeah, following, following your interests and being able to learn about them to the highest degree doesn't take skill. It just takes a will and desire to do it. Absolutely. And that's and how you get skilled. Yeah. And, and this, this leads me to another thing here with, in regard to inspiration, right? Or excuse me, in regard to intuition. So I want to yeah. like add on to intuition a little bit. And so tapping into your intuition can be difficult when your intuition is kind of stupid. Right. And, and in some extent, our intuition, everybody's intuition is a little stupid and it becomes smarter by 
learning more and understanding how things work at a higher and higher level through research okay. on different how things, is, whatever you're inspired to learn about. Go ahead. I was just wondering, what do you mean by stupid? How is it stupid? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So it doesn't, sometimes our intuition doesn't have enough information to accurately make a decision. So if we only ever make decisions from a place of where we currently are based off our current understanding of ourselves, and we're not actively searching for more and getting more knowledge and wisdom, that's the greatest capacity our intuition has a lot of the times. But the yeah. more information that you, that you learn, and then the more things that you bring into your all of tools that you have for yourself through seeking knowledge and seeking information and seeking wisdom, your intuition has a much greater capacity to understand what's possible for you. Yeah. Right. So it can only really be as smart as the time and energy you put in to gaining more knowledge, information and wisdom. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's just ever expanding. It's evolving all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I completely relate to that in my life and the course of events that have happened for me, especially over the past couple of years. That's awesome. I feel like you've already answered this, but I was going to ask you, what do you think humans need the most? Oh, what do I think humans need the most? <sighs> Discipline. Okay. Discipline. And un unfortunately, we're living in a time where discipline, to, to get discipline, the actions that it takes to instill discipline onto somebody is getting more and more and more frowned upon. So what do I mean by that? A lot of the times a child has to be, I'm not saying has to be beat by no means, but whipped into shape and told, hey, this is not right. You don't do this and came down on it because a child doesn't know. A child doesn't know. A child just a, a product of, of their environment. They're being formed and shaped. And we're giving freedom to children in the ways that they, they actually aren't capable of handling, which leads to an absence of discipline in the real world. And so people in general are becoming softer, people in general are becoming uh, less and less disciplined in their pursuit towards things. And it's causing a lot of issues because it's, it's leading to people not valuing and understanding the value of things inherently because they haven't done anything to establish any form of appreciation for, for what that is. And yeah. that comes through discipline. And now you can, now a lot of times discipline. So discipline for me is I've learned how to take action, but now discipline for me is learning how to be okay with periods of inaction. So discipline for me is not pushing at certain points to try to get an answer when an answer is not there and being in more of the stillness and the silence of it, right? That's learning that type of discipline for me. So really the absence of, of joy or that, well-being, I would say in many people is because there's an absence of discipline and, it, and we're living in a time that is becoming softer and softer and softer, uh, which is leading to an absence of, of discipline. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you there. There doesn't, it, it seems to be just do whatever you want now. And yeah, certainly I, you know, you think back like, I don't know, maybe 50 years ago and the way parents were with children, it was a very different story. And now they're just letting the kids basically, well, I don't want to generalize here, but it kind of appears with some 
families that I've seen that they just let their the kids get on with it. They let them play computer games and do what they like just so they can get some peace and quiet. And I know not everybody is like that, but um, that's a good that's a that's a good generalization, Kat. That's a good generalization. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, and it is just a generalization, but I think it's it's an important one, and I I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who would feel that way. And then, of course, it leads to a completely uh, different society because then these children grow up to just think that they can do what they want and behave however, and that has an effect yep. on everyone. <laughs> Well, and the worst part is as an effect on those children, right? Because those children learn that the real world doesn't work like that. Real yeah. world doesn't work like I can just get whatever I want, whenever I want it without any kind of discipline or effort towards something. Now, there might be some immediate gratification in getting things, right, that come in. But ultimately, the longevity of that is nothing. Yeah. So that's the long-term byproduct of that, of this letting children do whatever they want, being on social media all the time and having access to that. Now, there's only so much you can control as a parent in that, but it's parents deferring discipline of actually being good parents. And that's why I don't put being a parent lightly. Like when I'm going to be a parent, like I'm going to be an incredible parent. And the person that I have children with will be an incredible parent as well. But when you don't put value on having children, then you end up having children in periods of life where it might not be the best. And you're not as well equipped and adapt to, then you defer the responsibility of being yeah. a parent. Yeah. So, yeah. But discipline, I would say, is the thing that the world is, is, is lacking the most. And the people that learn discipline and have that instilled into them. Thankfully, I, I had a dad who uh, disciplined himself and he pursued what he wanted. He wasn't uh, extremely successful overnight. He had a lot of shortcomings, but he pursued what he wanted at the highest level and pushed himself. And I learned what discipline was. I had a mom at home that, go ahead. I was going to say, that's how you got into the NFL because you were highly disciplined. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And that feels good. Yeah. It feels good. (laughs) Yeah. It it must've felt so good. Didn't always feel good in the process when I'm getting all beat up and the injuries and all that kind of stuff, but that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's a nice metaphor for life there as well. <laughs> I agree. Amazing. Okay, we'll finish with this one. What do you feel is the most important life lesson that you've learned? Ooh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> big one. What do I feel is the most important life lesson that I've learned? That like really just like feeling this at a deep level that it's like this understanding of nothing matters, but within the nothing mattering, that brings incredible purpose to to life. And it can be a scary place, I think, for people to go to in, in, saying, whoa, nothing matters, like nothing matters. Uh, and that can lead to some despair. And, and, and certainly it can. Uh, but for me, it's led to more freedom in the pursuance of what I want. And when we add a lot of extra meaning to things, it can put pressure on them to not do it and to not pursue it. I just 
I mean, I could get into that, but it's just kind of how things work a little bit. And so there's a level of freeness for me that, that it's provided in, uh, in pursuing what I want at the highest level. Now, it can be scary at times, uh, for sure, not having that solid grounding uh, to fall back on. But I think that's the beauty of life is, is playing in a space where it's not always solid. And through playing in that space of where it's not always solid and there's not absolute certainty and understanding, that's where that anti-fragility comes in and you'd be, you be stronger because you get more certain with the only thing that's guaranteed, which is change in the unknown. Yeah. So you, I would, I would say that. I'm just thinking like, it's a form of, uh, de- well, you're just detaching from your identity of what you know, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can feel, it can definitely feel scary at times, especially when, going from one identity to another and, and learning about things and gaining an understanding, like to, to gain a greater understanding, sometimes you have to take on different identities to be able to fully experience what it's like to gain that knowledge and wisdom. But then being able to do that without overly attaching to the identity, that identity as being you then being able to be fluid in a, a greater inspired identity. I uh, know this is kind of like getting into some complex stuff and I don't think a lot of people are there. Uh, it's just breaking the habit of fully identifying with the things that you do is like the place most people are at. Yeah. Um, but maybe like a, a foreshadow for, for what could be to come. It's uh, that's kind of how, how, how I operate, but yes, to what you're saying. Amazing. Well, I think you shared some incredible wisdom and knowledge, which I, fully knew that you would (laughs) and you've been (laughs) you've been such an amazing guest to have on the show and I'm really so honored that you came on so thank you for that thank you for your time (laughs) you're absolutely welcome Kat it was a pleasure you had some incredible questions and you brought out some really good stuff in me so I always appreciate that when when a podcast host is able to do that sometimes it can be a little rigid but you brought out some really really good things in me and so the flow was great Oh, I'm really pleased to hear that. And uh, well, you're an incredible person who has this uh, unique ability to see things at such different angles compared to anyone else I know. And so I was thinking very carefully about what I wanted to ask you and what might spark your interest and uh, help you to go a little deeper with your responses. So that's amazing. You did it. <laughs> Yay. Well, thank you so much. And um I'm sure there are lots of people who would be keen on knowing where they can find you. So where's the best place for them to get in contact with you? Uh, my website, definitely keenloggy.com. You can go there. You can check me out and contact me there. Beautiful. And I'll put all your details in the show notes so everyone can access that information. But yeah, Perfect. I think that is a wrap, my love. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for having me, Kat. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Wow, wow, wow. How absolutely incredible is Kian. He literally blows my mind every time I talk to him. He always delivers and always brings so much value. I do hope you all received as much as I did. If today's episode helped you to feel good, then I would absolutely love to hear all about it please reach out to me on my Instagram. Please leave me a review 
on iTunes and give me a star rating on Spotify. That would be incredible. And of course, if you would like to contact Kian, his details are in the show notes. I have absolutely no doubt that you found Kian as inspirational as I do. And I hope it gave you a ton of value. Thank you all so much for joining me today. And I will see you next week. But just before I go, here is a little message for you. Whatever you decide to do, make sure that it makes you happy. Sending you all so much love. Have an absolutely incredible week.